Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Welcome back. It's on? Yeah. Oh, hola. <laughs> <laughs> today we are in Dion's little hypno therapy nest. Yes. Because it is like a dark little nest, you it know? It is like a dark little nest, yeah. Womb feeling there. Mm-hmm. We're recording here today, and we're going to be talking about powders. Yes, magical powders. Um, we thought that, you know, this is um, an ingredient that's often used and often overlooked. Absolutely. And so um, we just thought that we would bring it to you guys and let you guys know a little bit more about them. Um, and it goes nicely with what we've always been talking about, like strengthening your spells and your rituals through ingredients. And this is taking it a step extra. So it's not just like ingredients. It's also like ingredients that have been combined together already into one ingredient with like a purpose and intention into mind. So it's like a stronger. Absolutely. And then not only are we talking powders like made by herbs, but we're talking like red brick dust, cascaria. Yeah, cascaria, yeah, egg, 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 egg shell, shell powder. powder. <laughs> 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 that was tough. Um, let, let's see what Graveyard else. Graveyard dirt. Graveyard dirt. Oh yeah. Uh, Very important. Black pepper. So any anything that is kind of just like like a ground ingredient, so more concentrated. Right. And so it, so what are magical powders? So magical powders are a combination of several ingredients that have been combined together and they have been not blessed, but um, intended. Right. You've put intention into them for them to serve a purpose. And then that frasco, that um, amount of ingredient that you have, you can use it for different spells or for different, you can use it for anointing candles. You can use it in, in borsas, what is it, sachets? Oh, yep, sachets. Sachets, borsas, um, you can use it to stuff poppets. Mm -hmm. You can use it if you're lazy like Sasha. You can just use it to sprinkle it and blow it where you want it to work. <laughs> it's like for me, it's like, oh, it's already done. <laughs> Let's. If, for me, this is like the instant coffee of making coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody already did the work <laughs> and it's magically just put it in water or milk and magically you have coffee. Yes. Versus, you know, Go. the grinding the beans or you know, soaking it or the percolator or whatever you're doing. Right. It's just like, ta -da! Already dried, already ground, ready to go. Ready to go. And with certain, because you can buy like intensity or flavors, right? And with the instant coffees, you can buy the ones oh, that yeah. have, like Oya, right? So Oya, Oya's the best because it actually has flavor in it. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't know. In, in case you didn't know, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Plus it's, you know, it's closer to what we drank with grandma, you know, with the cinnamon and right. the cardamom and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's kind of a good analogy in my opinion absolutely yeah. and so you can use it kind of like how you use salt at your doorways um you can do uh, sacha was saying she sprinkles an area like where she reads mm -hmm. uh, where she's doing her palm readings i did that with the money drawing powder oh yeah that's right on this past weekend that i was at an event and so the events you know you get a booth it's like 10 by 10 so the whole section that belonged to me i just went in a circle and i sprinkled it with the money drawing powder yeah and i cannot complain of the results <laughs> um other uses uh, is going to be like if you are doing a spell directed towards someone you'll visualize that person and you can actually blow the powder in the direction of that person like go and get them yeah 
and then another way is you can you can wear it too if as long I mean make sure you're not gonna have a reaction to it but you can actually wear powders you can wear the powders yeah especially if you're wearing powders like for protection or for beauty or for you know like charming mm -hmm. it works really well I um, yeah I use I use powders I think more often than sometimes we realize because I just use it like as an additional ingredient right but I do use powders whenever I'm doing like a candle ritual. We already have um, an episode on candle magic. Mm -hmm. We have two actually, right? Yeah. One on how to make them and one how to read them. But the first one, the one about making them. When we spoke about the candles, like putting circles around the candles on the base of the plate, usually one of my ingredients is a powder. Right. A magical. And so the important thing is these are magical powders that have already been combined with intention for a purpose. And you can buy them at Botanicas mm -hmm. or you can make your own. I like going to the Botanica Same. because not only is it fun, I mean, what girl doesn't like shopping, but um, <laughs> I like the names and it's like foolproof. Yeah, it's stuff that's been around for forever. No, and I also like that you don't have to like think anything up. It's like... Ven a mi. Ven a mi. Come to me. Right. Money powder, money drawing powder. Oh, what does this do? It brings money to me. Yeah. Um, you know, hot foot powder. What does this do? It makes people have the hot foot and get away from you. So I like that it's like dummy proof. Yeah, yeah, Right. It's for just sure. like if you, if you, and I think this is a really good way for people that are newer Agreed. into practicing and that feel a little unsure of what ingredients they should include or what should they um, add to their workings. They can go and they can get a money, uh, not a money, I'm, I'm focused on this money drawing powder. Uh, they can go get a magical powder and the magical powder will be like spelled out, you know, shut your mouth, um, repel um, enemies, come to me, yep. hala hala, which is so good. It's a um, hala hala is like pool pool. Right. So it's the good luck one. It's like it's like bring stuff to me. It's like, you know, it's like putting a, an express lane for the universe to bring stuff to you. Yes. That's basically what it does. The money drawing one, the sex attractant. It's like it just has all the names and you're just like, OK, what do I want? Oh, here it is. And you use it. And then you don't necessarily besides salt, I'd say, because salt is like pretty basic. Yeah. You can just use this magical powder, some salt and get yourself your candle or get yourself your your borsa or get yourself or just the powder itself and blow it or yeah. spread it where you want and you're done because it's already got four or five of the corresponding ingredients mm -hmm. to strengthen everything so it really is just such a concentrated focus of power powder yeah yeah power powder <laughs> boom boom yeah um let's go quickly over how it can be used it can be used for blowing so you're just going to put it in your hand um i do a prosperity ritual, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. on the first of each month, I stand outside my house and I blow um, cinnamon into my home, right, to like rub, attract things. Um, but I mix it with the money drawing powder. And then that way, and sometimes I add some gold flakes if I'm feeling extra. Yes. And then I just have it all together and you blow it into the house. And it's like, this is the, this, it's like red neon lights. Ching, ching, ching. Yes. This is where you want to come. And right? again, she's using her breath, another super important tool of the craft. And then that powder too. So super concentrated. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you can also do it uh, to draw sigils and mm -hmm. in entryways, um, like protection sigils. You can um, just outside, you know, all these movies where they show us like the, the, we, we discussed this. Was it the pentacle? Or was oh, it yeah, the yeah. pentagram? Yeah. Yeah. It was a pentacle, right? The star in, so the inside the is, circle. Yes. Yeah. So all the movies where they have the pentacle drawn out in black, 
let's think of magical powder, right? Because it's black salt, and black salt in itself is already a mix of magical ingredients. Right. So black salt is a magical powder. Right. Okay. Um, you can also, and that's drawing, so they draw the symbols and sigils and stuff like that. And so you'll just sprinkle that out on the floor and then Make physically the, just draw it with your right. finger. Yeah. yeah. Um, dressing, so this is to um, dress candles, obviously, um, when, you're, when you put the oils and then you put the magical powder, you're dressing the candle with, with fixin'. Fixin'. Fixin' it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our episode, see? <laughs> um, so when you're fixin' your candle... <laughs> But you can also use it on, I had a, I used to work at a, I collaborated with a nonprofit little organization school in Puerto Rico. And when it was admissions time, we would draw up the list of like students that were enrolled mm -hmm. and students that were, you know, potential students. And the students that were potential students, I would dab it with magical powder. Mm -hmm. And so that way it's like, you know, come, hala hala, right? Yeah. Like, come to us, come to us. And I mean, it's still standing. So, <laughs> um, so that's another way. So it doesn't have to be just the candles. You can dress your letters. You can dress paper. Right. You can dress. Um, you can sprinkle it in the drawers. This was something that grandmas used to do a lot. They would like put powders inside like the man's drawer oh, that's to right. keep them faithful. And right. so they would little powder so that like like on the underwear drawer, right? <laughs> so it's like nobody's seeing these except me. And that's kind of the thought process behind that. Right. Like Dion mentioned, you can wear it like a talc. And I think that our first, not our first, our second episode, I mentioned that like lots of girls use cinnamon as a oh, bronzer. Absolutely. So you could mix that bronzer with a magical powder of attractiveness, and that's a way to wear it. Mm -hmm. You can wear it in your hair as well, mm -hmm. give it a little bit of sheen. Okay. And you can put it inside poppets for sympathetic magic, and you can put it in sachets and in Borsas Poderosas to carry with you right. for whatever intention you had for that borsa protection usually, mm -hmm. right? And then you can combine it with oils for the anointing oils, or you can just anoint with oil and then put the drawing powder, um, the magical powder on it. So right. either way, it's like an extra step, like if you already have a mehunje, like the mix. Yeah. Yeah, and then dress it, which is nice. It's, it's an extra step, but the more you work with ingredients, the stronger it gets. So if you want something really badly or something big, I think it is worth mixing the anointing oil with the magical powder. I agree. To like really give it some. Yeah. Yeah. And then can you talk to us a little bit about some of the more common ones? The oh yeah. Names that we've seen. So um, just a couple of examples um, and examples and ingredients. So we have like a return to sender powder and a very basic recipe for this would be yellow talc. Rose for protection, frankincense for protection, vetiver is curse breaking, honeysuckle for protection, angelica is curse breaking, and thistle is curse breaking. And so a return to sender is used to break hexes or order evil spirits to return to sender. You're going to load into a candle like we were just talking about, um, kind of load into the candle with your intention to basically send off or when we're loading them. we're doing the holes right yes sorry good call yeah uh so loading or dressing fixing no because dressing's outside because it's closed oh yeah because we'll yeah I but loading you. is you're you're putting holes in it mm -hmm. and then making sure that it gets inside yes sort of i don't know if anybody like speaks spanish but like if you when you um right that you make little slits in it with the oh, knife yes. to make sure that the the leaves and the pepper and all the spices 
get inside underneath and into underneath the skin and actually into the meat. Yes. So like that. Gotcha. It, yeah. So like the, the knife cut is makes a little pocket where you're actually filling it up. And in candles, it would be, we talked about this in one of the episodes, oh. we make it with needles mm -hmm. or with nails or just safety pins or whatever. And then you dig the ingredient into it. I still call that fixing. Because <laughs> I think fixing was everything. You said yes. fixing was everything. <laughs> snap your tongue at me uh, and then let's see i've got and so i have i'm looking for the ingredients because i am not crafty i'm just so lazy and i go to the botanica and i buy the one that they've already made for me and i don't even wonder what's in it i'm just like money drawing powder that's it hala hala that's it so for money drawing i've got a simple uh, recipe here i've got silver talc Patchouli is money and fertility mm -hmm. with cinnamon, which is success, and verving, which is money. It says, a good loading powder said to magnetize the candle, added to an oil, use the mixture to bless candles before a ceremony, added to holy water and alcohol, use the mixture to wipe down an altar room. Sprinkle in your wallet. Uh, best day to make Thursday in the Jupiter. hour of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. Jupiter. Cool. Of course. Yeah. And like I said, I am lazy. All I do is just spread it where I want it. <laughs> Entrance to the business, around my booth at the events. I just take it right out. I pinch it and I just spread it around. Perfect. And it, I mean, it works. So. Excellent. Um, do you have hala hala there? I have no idea what hala hala has in it, but it is a road opener. It is a pooler, right? Like I said, hala hala means pool pool. So it just brings stuff in. It brings good luck in. It doesn't. Mm -mm. I'm a, I have no idea. We'll we'll put it on our um, list of things to add, maybe to show notes or something. What is what's in hala hala? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then there's others like um, hot foot powder. I've made that. I've actually made that one myself just once and then i'm like now i'm buying this <laughs> <laughs> so that one has like hot it has hot chili peppers yes. and it has flakes and it has um the salt and it cayenne and it's everything to make it like hot and you're going to spread it where the person is going to walk right and the, the idea is that once they step on it you can also have graveyard dirt on it i mine had it if you want to make it stronger and the idea is that you want them to step on it and then they'll take it with them and it'll like affect their foot and come come in like from underneath and make them want to leave. Mm -hmm. And so that's the one that I've used. I've only used it once, but yeah, it worked. Yeah. Nice. Very effective. And yeah, and then I, I think, do you want to talk a little bit about graveyard dirt? And because it is an ingredient in some of the ones that are more... I think one of the important things about magical powders is that they do not subscribe themselves to just be positive. They work both for like, yes, you know, baneful and, and positive like work. Yes. Yes, definitely. It's light and dark or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like that. And sometimes if you want to do something and you're afraid or you're not normally working in that environment and then you're not so familiarized with all the ingredients it's a really easy way to just grab that magical powder that does what it's supposed to do and you don't have to like you know get so soaked into it right you know yeah yeah i uh so for graveyard dirt i mean is you can get it from anywhere in the graveyard you can if you have a specific person that you talk to or work with you can get it from their site specifically um 
but I mean, graveyard dirt is also very intentional. Are you, you know, what are you going to be using? It can really strengthen anything if you are trying to call in, especially like psychic powers mm -hmm. to see things on the other side, anything like that. Graveyard dirt's going to be very strong. It is going to um, amplify any sort of banishment spell. Right. You've got the, you know, extra strength of your ancestors, extra strength of that kind of earth behind you. So Graveyard Dirt is a pretty strong. Yeah, it's, it's pretty strong. I do have a little bit um, more I wanted to add about like how to procure okay. um, um, Graveyard Dirt. So ideally you have a ancestor family member that's passed on whose grave you actually visit and tend to and give love to and therefore you would be accepted or like invited right to take that little bit of dirt from their area of rest right um this is ideal it doesn't really necessarily happen not everybody lives where like where their family is buried and stuff like that not yeah. everybody goes to the graveyard so if that's not the case and you decide to go to like a random cemetery to get some random person's you know dirt um first <laughs> i do recommend like if you can go and like at peace after you've protected and shield yourself and go with intentionality and just walk around and see what calls to you be right because you're gonna feel like this pool right yeah. so that's second best option if it's not like the ancestor that you care for second best option would be to like actually and then maybe if you have the opportunity to actually look up the person right. because if you want to do something like I've, I like for example I had a friend that was going to create a protection Borsa for her um, military spouse who was going to go off and she looked for like a veteran and she wanted to find somebody that had to had like a good you know they died but they didn't die in action you know and she but they, they had you know had different um, accolades and stuff like that so she did research and went and found so there's um that would be like the second best way right to actually have like a connection or know what you're looking for have like know this person's history and the important thing here is obviously you're honoring that person right right and then third least preferable <laughs> oh my god i have a story about a client with this um is to you know just get in and like sneak some dirt off somebody right well yeah don't unintentionally go into cemetery have intentions right no but she she knew she wanted graveyard dirt because she was going to she was trying to do like um have a person um a ritual for somebody to stop obsessing with her okay um and so they were using it like underneath on a, on a mirror to like make it pop back to the person right um so she snuck into the into the cemetery at night and there was a security guard he ended up chasing her <laughs> it was like oh no I was like, well, this goes with your stalker, you know. <laughs> Anyways, but the getting serious. When you do, um, it doesn't matter if it's an honored ancestor or family member, if it's somebody that you've researched and that you purposely want um, dirt from their site, or if it's random and you're just, you know, taking dirt because it's in the cemetery, you still do want to um, pay yes, leave. for the dirt. Yes. So you have to pay for it. You, though. There's two ways. There's paying with respect. So you tidy the grave and, you know, pull weeds, maybe bring in flowers. You tidy it, make it nice, and you actually leave coin. Mm -hmm. You have to leave coin on top of the um, mausoleum headstone. headstone, right? The cement thing, <laughs> the headstone. And then when you leave the cemetery, you should spin around three times. Okay. So that. The spirits that might have attached to you if you don't know how to you know 
ward them off, like you kind of get dizzy and they stay in that place. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to your second location, like back home, let's say, you spin around again before going in so you don't bring them in with you. Gotcha. So that's a segue into graveyard dirt. Excellent. <laughs> but it is an ingredient in some of the magical powders and it is a very strong ingredient. And, you know, so I just wanted to bring it up because we're not going to do a whole episode on it, but let's yeah just Wait, add it here. I will say, though, if you do see coins in a graveyard on a headstone or sometimes they're uh, a lot of times you'll find them at the entrance. Mm hmm. Leave those alone. Yeah, leave yeah. them alone. Those are payments. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I think that's the important thing there. And then, like, getting back off the segue and back into the magical powders, the important thing is to know that these magical powders aren't just a bunch of, you know, it's not just cascarilla and pepper and, you know, flakes thrown together. Right. It is a working. It's something that somebody mixed with you know they consecrated they they put intention right and they imbued it with their um magic yes so everything we've talked about in prior episodes kind of coming together into this nice little powder yes that's an ingredient that you can use to further your workings or to facilitate your workings i think that's the word it facilitates your workings and I just like the, the, the names. I like the shut up powder Same. and the hexam <laughs> and stuff like that. I, I like the powders. And I especially think it's useful when you're doing something a little bit more baneful that you don't want to or you're not used to working with it, like not having to think about it that much. Yeah. And they're pretty fairly inexpensive for the con- mm-hmm. for the concentrations, yeah. like, which is really great. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, you don't want to buy a weird ingredient that you're never going to really use right. and have, like, I, what do I have? A drawer full of <laughs> yeah, half, 0.5 yeah. ounces <laughs> full of, you know, I got spearmint and I got vervetine and juniper berry and whatever. And then you just bought them for one spell, right. you know, and then they're not because like we talked, there's always these go to. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I can go through a, a box of clothes in a year. For right. Sure. But I think I have spearmint that I bought for something. Uh-huh. Bought it maybe last spring break. I used a couple of twigs and that's it, you know? And I'm like, I should put that in my tea because I'm not going to use yeah, it for anything else. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to add to that? I don't think so. It's pretty simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, let us know if you guys have been using any sort of magical powders before. And I think most of the people locally here in the PNW have not. I agree. So, I invite people to go to their botanica, yeah. find one, add it to their next ritual, see how they feel smile because it's so easy to use yes (laughs) and thank you know your little brujas on the brujas broadcast for bringing this option to you yes excellent good yeah you want to roll into astrology yes i do starting in july i know you make me so hard (laughs) i am i'm a pantser not a planner and so (laughs) dion is like the planner here and she's like barely well by default. Yeah, by default, because I'm <laughs> such a pantser. <laughs> People that write know what I'm talking about here. Um, so, yeah, so for me, looking at July, I'm like, but we're mid-June. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, anyways, so July 3rd through the 16th, like I usually do, I don't look at the moon, um, except the full moons and new moons. So I do look at the tra- planetary transits. The first thing that I want to highlight is that the Chiron is going to be really, really active in those two weeks because there's lots of different um, of the transits that I saw that are actually with Chiron. Like, for example, on the 6th, Venus is sextile in Chiron. On the 8th, the sun is squaring Chiron. 
on the 12th, Mercury squaring Chiron on, yeah, those three. So, you know, it's three out of 10 days or so, but I, I, it really popped out for me that it's pretty active. It's moving around. Um, Chiron is the wounded healer. And um, I wanted to backtrack and give you a little bit of like the Greek mythology there. He was um, a product of a rape and therefore um, immortal, immortal, and he ended up being immortal. And his mom abandoned him as soon as he was born because of the traumatic, you know, conception. And, you know, as he worked through this, he actually became a big healer and he was, you know, helping others overcome themselves. And he was a, uh, a recognized healer and he accidentally got poisoned by uh, a friend of his had a poison arrow and actually shot him. And since he can't die, he was in agony continuously after that. Um, and it was by accident. And so until, you know, until how, how he ends his life. Right. And so there's this whole, when we talk about Chiron in astrology, we talk about it as being early childhood wounds, obviously being birthed traumatically and being, you know, abandoned upon birth. And also the lessons that we have to overcome so that we can help others. And so like through our pain, we eventually get to the point where we are capable of helping others go through that pain as well. And so that's what it represents. And it also represents like the karmic aspects of things, right? Okay. So when we have something like Venus sextile and Chiron, you look at this is what Chiron means. And what does Venus mean? Well, Venus is everything that has to do with your own self-worth, with money, with beauty, with your home, stability. So sextiling is a benefic, um, it's a soft but beneficial aspect. So it's like, that's a good day to like, for example, work on your money story. Like if you have like, you know, what did you learn as a child about money? Why are you not behaving in such a way? Then that's a good day to like sort of be able to communicate and change your perspective like on money, for example, or on self-worth or on beauty or, you know, any of the aspects that control Venus. But then when you get to the eighth, two days later, and you got the sun squaring Chiron, then it's more of this, you know, negative self-talk because the sun is yourself. Oh, okay. And then Chiron is of this wounded here. So it's that aspect of like the self-talk, the negative one. It, there's inner conflict. There's like, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing myself as this wound and not necessarily as this healer, right? And that day, the eighth, we also have Mercury sex, um, not Mr. Styling, I wish, Mercury squaring Jupiter, which is, mm, so the eighth is going to be a, a, a nasty day. The eighth, um, Mercury sex, um, squaring Jupiter is lack of judgment. It's making rash decisions, um, losing perspective, which can lead to mistakes, okay? Which you combine that with the sun and Chiron, and then that brings up oh, old yeah. wounds. Yeah, triggered much, you know? And so... That's the eighth? That's the eighth of July, Okay. Let me backtrack a second to the fourth. On the fourth, we had Mercury entering Cancer and we had Mars entering Taurus. Right now, Mercury is in Gemini and it's happy. It's in its happy place. Once it goes into Cancer, it's all about the emotions and the feelings. And, oh, I feel this, I feel this. And so the communication is all about the feelings. Mm. And when Mars goes into Taurus, it's, you know, it's a medium. It's not like super comfortable, not uncomfortable. It's just medium it's like okay i'm gonna put all my energy and focus on obtaining things obtaining money fixing the house or decorating redecorating whatever so it's like more focused on that then the eighth i gave you guys i gave you the six okay the tenth we have the sun sextiling uranus 
Um, this is a nice day, fun day, letting go of your inhibitions, breaking the rules. I mean, as long as it doesn't land you in jail. But, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's sex house. So it's not big. It's not like, you know, conjunction where it's going to be like major. It's more like fun. It's like, yeah. We're going to the river. We didn't get a permit. Oh, we're going to skinny dip. You know, it's just like a little fun, a little fun. I mean, I think it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody like my son who is so fixed might, you know, be stressing out about it. But, you know, that kind of thing. Then the 12th, we have the Mercury squaring Chiron, which, like I said, Chiron was pretty active. And that is, you know, it's, it's difficult to express yourself. And you're finding yourself like, triggered and you're finding yourself like back in the same position that you were when you were like a child or when you were hurt before in prior relationships and then like not being able to express it okay okay and then venus is squaring saturn that same day which is not that bad because mm-hmm. venus and saturn are, are pretty much aligned people don't notice it that because they think of venus as love mm-hmm. and saturn as discipline but really they do have a lot of core values in common when they're squaring, it's just like you trying to overimpose on yourself, like practicality, being reasonable, trying to make decisions that will work for you long term. Mm-hmm. Although those long, it's like choosing, like, I'm going to choose this person as a partner because they're a good fit and they're going to take me to what I want in my future, but not feeling like ticky ticky for them. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. And that is the day before the full moon, which is on the 13th. We have the full moon in Capricorn. And that day, Venus is going to be squaring Neptune, which um, makes it difficult to, like, love yourself or to not a self-doubt, right? And I think that it's, you know, I personally think that the Capricorn um, Cancer opposition is one of the most, is one of the hardest ones in all of the Zodiac, right? And this is, and the full moon is always going to be in the opposite sign as the sun sign, right? So we're going to be in Cancer, which is the sun sign, and the full moon's going to be in Capricorn, which is the opposite. And I think it's hard because Cancer is all about the home, Mm -hmm. and it's about the mother or the nurturer, and then Capricorn is all about the external, the social, and like the more disciplinarian or the father figure, right? So they're, they're total opposites. One is about like bearing down and putting your roots in and, you know, connecting with your ancestors. And the other one is about branching out, opening it up and growing in society and to your maximum potential. So they're total opposites in that sense. And I think that many people have a lot of conflict with their roles. Like, do they want to, you know, let's just take it to like work or raising kids. Do I want to be a stay-at-home parent? Do I want to work full-time? And that's like a conflict that comes up when mm-hmm. people are feeling that they can't find the right solution. And based on how that um, Venus squaring Saturn the day before is running, it's like maybe choosing paths that don't align with what your heart wants, but that you think is more Capricorn, which is that influence oh, okay. of that full moon, right? Mm-hmm. That's more practical. That's the best solution, like long-term or material or this world. And so I, I, that's what we're seeing. Um, the, with that said, a full moon in Capricorn is a good time to do any sort of work related to growth, social status. Um, and since it is, you know, full moons can be worked for both growing and banishing. It's also a good time. Like if somebody has been like chimiando, um, talking smack about you, it's a good time to do like because it, it restores your reputation. So that's also a good time for 
a sort of working on, you know, reestablishing your reputation or having, what is it, the close your lip magic powder, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it is a good time for that as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, then for herbs this week, I am going to be talking about Tumba Vaqueros, which translates to Cowboy's Grave, but is the term for the plant Morning Glory. So Morning Glory is known as an antispasmodic, it's a diuretic, and it's also a sedative. Magically, it is a masculine plant. It's, um, correspondence corresponds with the planet Saturn and the element water. It is known for bringing happiness and peace. Roots from the morning glory are so effective as an antispasmodic that it's used concentrated as a syrup for epilepsy. A tea simply made from the boiled roots of the morning glory plant is known to also help less intense conditions like stomach cramps, um, diarrhea, hysteria even. It's known to uh, also help any kidney, kidney issues as well. Magically, seeds underneath the pillow are going to stop nightmares. Morning glory brings peace and happiness when it's grown in a garden. And the morning glory root can be used as a substitute for high John the Conqueror root magically. Yeah, just a little bit about Tumba Vaqueros for you. All right, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrujasbroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>